Hello, this is Rania from Philadelphia, and I would never listen to I Doubt It with Dollamore. The following broadcast may contain free thinking and open-minded discussion, ideas, skepticism, and adult subject matter. Topics will be discussed using adult language, sometimes gratuitously. Get ready to move the conversation forward. This ain't your granddad's news and comment show. This is I Doubt It with Dollamore. Good day, everybody. Welcome to the show. Thank you for joining us. Episode 451 of I Doubt It with Dollamore. I am your host, Jesse Dollamore, and I'm joined today by the lovely, the talented, the tired, emotionally or otherwise, Brittany Page. Also the enraged. <laughs> I I, I kind of do want to talk about it. <laughs> the emotional state yeah it's it's been um the emotional state yeah well it's just the, the collective mm-hmm. are you feeling it too yeah with the hearings mm-hmm. and the 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 marathon press conference i mean it's been it's been many hundreds and hundreds of days since donald trump has done his last press conference and then he just randomly shows up and goes on for almost an hour and a half Rambling and rambling. You know how he rambles. Yeah, 81 minutes. 81 minutes. I know because I watched the entire thing (laughs) and took notes to write times down because you were at jury duty. That's right. Because you are now on the grand jury. It is really grand, too. Yeah. And so you're doing all that important civic work. Anyway. And I had to take one for the team and watch the whole thing and write times down. So it isn't just that, though. It's also the Kavanaugh hearing. And it I mean, every day brings something that is unbelievable and that you're just... I mean, it's shocking. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the way that Brett Kavanaugh was behaving yesterday was pretty unbelievable. And I thought we all got to a point where most of us um, agreed that Donald Trump was deeply stupid and the way that he behaves is inappropriate and not fit for the office. Yes. And then you see a Supreme Court justice nominee acting like that. Yeah. Well, he, here's let, let me explain how we're going to break this down. Because there is so much to talk about. We're going to break this down into two separate episodes. So this is 451, as I just said. And we're going to talk almost exclusively about Donald, you know, some of the questions, many of the questions that were asked of him during his 81-minute press conference. We're going to talk about that. Mm-hmm. And then, because we're still waiting for the vote in the Senate on the Kavanaugh nomination. So tomorrow morning, Saturday morning early, Brittany and I are going to wake up bright-eyed, bushy-tailed, <laughs> coffee-infused, uh-huh. And we're going to do an episode about the Kavanaugh hearing mm-hmm. and then the subsequent vote. Some of the re- media reactions. Uh, I've, I've got a few of the questions, namely the Kamala Harris line of questioning, the Dick Durbin line of questioning, the Klobuchar, the Leahy. And then, of course, you know, uh, Lindsey Graham and his off-the-rails, unhinged screeching and yelling. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll talk about that on 452. 
Yeah. And even though the Donald Trump press conference, uh, <laughs> he was just like a bloviating turd. Um, <laughs> it, it is kind of important to hear what he said about many different issues, uh, trying to wade your way through <laughs> his well, answers um, because we never hear from him. And it is important yeah. to understand what we have in the Oval Office and what it is like for the people around him that are trying to manage him. So the way that you're going to feel listening to his answers to these questions, imagine how the people around him feel when they're trying to get things done. Trying to yank papers off his desk so yeah. he doesn't send the world into a more of a spiral than it already is. Right. I'm not saying we should feel sorry for him. I'm just saying. No, but also. Or sorry I, for them that they have to do that because they. It's also very important to, to cover. People always say, I get this all the time. Don't give them any more time. Don't give them, you know, blah, blah, blah. Right. He's the president of the United States. He's the leader of the Republican Party. <laughs> Don't give him any more time. <laughs> yeah, just that's it's just that's not that's not a reasonable or or uh, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, we also He's the fucking president. We also need to keep people motivated. I mean, if people aren't motivated and not paying attention to the Brett Kavanaugh thing, um then they need to continue to remind themselves of Donald yeah. Trump and the way that he is and how volatile he is. Yeah. It, and it's, listen, it, it, it does take its toll. This, this week was one of those weeks. I, I talk about it where I, there are times where I kind of, I make jokes about going into my dark place mm -hmm. and I'm not there, but, but, but it's, this is a, mm -hmm. this is very difficult because mm -hmm. we're watching a woman Christine Ford, and her testimony was heart-wrenching and raw and real and fuck, beyond credible. And then you've got these smug dickholes like Ted Cruz and others. You know, it is, it's 2018. And the Republicans don't have a woman on the Judiciary Committee. There's not a Republican voice of a woman making a decision on advice and consent for a Supreme Court nomination. Not like it would matter anyway, I guess. But it's just... It is... Uh, I don't know. It, it seems to me to be the last... This is the the last bastion of the like even today we'll say I'm getting all over the board here but Lindsey Graham today said well I guess I'm just a single white man and I, I I'm being told I should just shut up but I'm not gonna shut up what are you even talking about dude mm -hmm. it's just this whiny intellectual dark webby type of you know oh it's identity politics. That's not what it's about. It's about representation. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, if, if you have a, a, a women who have a different experience than the single white male from South Carolina, they're going to have a, a different viewpoint. They're going to have a different perspective, mm -hmm. a valuable perspective that isn't represented by the single white male. Just it's enraging. Mm -hmm. It must be exponentially enra enraging for you. 
Yeah, I, I think I've been talking about my daily rage strokes that I've been having, um, where it just kind of becomes too much and reading comments from people. Um, like dipshits on the internet? Yeah, just the ignorance that's out there, the inability of people to grasp experiences outside of their own, um, people who don't understand uh, like logic and reason and yeah. logically working through likelihoods of scenarios. Um, it's It's very frustrating. It's also interesting to have these people yelling about the presumption of innocence for Brett Kavanaugh when... These are the same people who are quick to defend the police anytime an unarmed black man is killed. Oh, yeah. Goddamn. Um, great point. And I, I just there's there's some motivated reasoning here. And I wish that people would take a step back and say, why am I why am I so eager to believe that Brett Kavanaugh did nothing wrong? Especially these people who are willing to say, no, I believe something happened to Christine Ford. Yeah. I just don't believe it was Brett Kavanaugh who did it. Based on what? Right. Based on what? Yeah. I mean, these are the people who want the evidence, right? <laughs> um, making that claim based on what? What's that based on? Yeah. Well, listen, um, and I, we're covering a bunch of shit <laughs> that's going to be on next episode, but... Um, it seems to me that if you're going to line up, because in the hearing, it was it was her, Christine Ford, Dr. Ford, and, and, and the nominee, Bart O'Kavanaugh, mm -hmm. uh, together. Mm -hmm. I mean, one right after the other. They weren't in the same room at the same time. They weren't in the room at the same time. Um, she was wholly credible. Mm -hmm. And he was an evasive douche. Not asking easy pointed yes or no questions not answering yeah D refusing to answer hey um tell us about that day mm -hmm. tell us about these parties you went to i got really great grades mm -hmm. <laughs> i worked my butt off not the question yeah that's not what i'm looking for mm -hmm. answer my question he refused mm -hmm. asking about mark judge mm-hmm I can't believe you're making fun of his alcoholism. What are you even talking about, you idiot? Yelling and screaming. Mm -hmm. Talk about a rage stroke. And he wants to put himself out there as having the temperament to be a, a jurist on the highest court in the land. Yeah, that, that's, that's what's making me angry, is that this person is going to be rewarded yeah, it looks with like. a lifetime appointment yeah. on the Supreme Court after coming out there yesterday and foaming at the mouth and talking about conspiratorial nonsense and literal conspiracy. When asked about his blackout drunk behavior, he he's like, "Did you ever get blackout drunk?" I mean, yeah. was he drinking during the hearing? I mean, honestly, <laughs> did he take a couple of shots before he went out there? Just calm his nerves. It was a little. I mean, it was aggressive. Un it, listen, un we use the word unhinged a lot because in this time, in this era, unhinged fits with Donald Trump and many of his uh, his underlings. But unhinged works here. He was losing it. Anyway, we'll, we'll get into it. I, again, we're putting the cart way ahead of the horse. Well, we have to emotionally process well, you know, uh, unfortunately for the audience, that's what we're doing. Mm -hmm. We are 
I'm expecting to hear from them. And how does that make you feel? <laughs> Which I know is not a question that therapists asked mm-hmm. or are supposed to. You read my mind. Yeah. So uh, before we move on, apparently we are going to move on here. Um, we have a little follow up. We did get a lot of listener communication. Uh, there's just too much to cover, so we'll try to pepper it in maybe over the next couple episodes. We still, we want to hear from you. Please call in. Let us know how you're feeling about this. How does it make you feel? <laughs> we do want to know what you think. Um, I'll drop the number before we play the follow-up. Uh, 657-464-7609. Of course, emailing voice memos from your smartphone I doubt it at dollamore.com always works as well. The follow-up, we talked last time. Well, we over the course of the last two episodes, we've talked about um, communicating, texting. It was about an assignment that a college girl did. And at the top of her assignment on the header, it was Professor What's-His-Dick or What's-His-Nuts. What's-His-Nuts. And then she actually submitted the assignment and then had to write, and I'm sorry, oh my God, so embarrassed. Mm-hmm. And we had a caller, Laura from New York, call in with a similar story where she sexted her boyfriend at the time and sent the photo to a college professor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, we we had a little fun talking about it. Yeah. And she's called back in. She just you know wants to reassure us. Hi, Brittany. Hi, Jesse. It's Laura calling back from Buffalo. I just wanted to clarify some things for you guys about my horrifically embarrassing text message scandal. Uh, so Brittany, my teacher just laughed and laughed and laughed about it and just thought it was hilarious. And like I said, we're good friends now and it was just funny. Um, so I had been seeing the guy for a, a while, a few months, uh, you know, and it was just an underwear picture. It wasn't like anything super insane but uh i don't really have lips to be pouty or cute tiny little shoulders to look over into the mirror this was a lot for me to even take or send something like this because i mean i was just laughing at myself because it's just funny um and don't worry about me ending up on the internet my body is not everyone's cup of tea and nobody really cares that much (laughs) um i should be a better millennial and use snapchat probably for shit like that um but i'm an old slut not (laughs) (laughs) What? A young slut. I'm just kidding. I'm not that old. And I really don't have the energy to be slutty. Uh, But anyway, I just wanted to clarify some of those things for you guys. Um, I hope that this isn't over three minutes. Oh, good. It's not. It's two. Uh, I also wanted to say that... um, Fuck Bill O'Reilly and also fuck Tucker Carlson. Brittany, don't apologize for getting fired up about fucking Tucker Carlson because really, is he fucking listening to himself? He's a piece of goddamn human garbage. And I also needed to say that it is 
so fucking cool that President Obama follows you on Twitter. Holy shit, that's so cool. As if I didn't love you enough already. My goodness. Uh, So, yeah. Don't worry about my sexting antics, guys. I promise. It's really few and far between. Because, like I said, I don't have that kind of energy. Uh, But anyway... I really loved the AMA episode. Everyone, if you are not a Patreon subscriber, you really should get on that shit because I'm sure the next one is going to be fire, just like the first one was. Okay, love you guys very much. Talk to you soon. Bye. (laughs) Thank you for all of those clarifications and for the praise of the AMA episode and the fact that Barack Obama, President Barack Obama follows me on Twitter. Yes, it is very cool. Um, I do want to say that Snapchat would not save you because people can screenshot the photo. Yeah. But I mean, I guess in that case, you would know (laughs) that they screenshotted the photo because it tells you. But then you just know that now they have that forever in their possession. It's weird that they even there's a way to have it where you you're not a lot. You the app doesn't let you screenshot. Because we had Sling TV, mm-hmm. and there's a Sling TV app on my phone, and I would try to get screenshots to post online and stuff of mm-hmm. news, and it would just come out as a black photo. Oh, so you're saying there's some sort of block that you can do. No, I think it's the app that chooses, and th- they should they should use that rather than let kids, you know, because it's the kids... Well, it's the kids who use Snapchat. Yeah. I don't fucking... I opened it the other day, mm-hmm. and... It's there's no explanation. I don't, you swipe one way, it does something. You swipe the other way, it's supposed to do some other function. I don't think anyone uses it anymore. Even kids? Yeah, Kylie Jenner announced that she doesn't use it, and then everyone stopped using it. That's what I. That's what I read. Does she wield that kind of influence. Uh, I think so. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yikes. I think it was Kylie Jenner and another celebrity said that they didn't like the latest update of Snapchat, and then the stock plummeted. (laughs) And people stopped using it. Wow. Mm -hmm. Well, anyway, Laura... You don't get your talking points from Kylie Jenner? I I don't, no. (laughs) Which one is she? That's shocking. Which one is she? Well, she's the billionaire. Oh, is she the Pepsi commercial one? No, that's um, Kendall. Oh, yeah, I don't... There's Mm -hmm. too many of them. Anyway... Uh, thank you, Laura. We appreciate the call. Uh, there actually, we do have another one on this. Remember, I talked about Brett number one, mm-hmm. and I fumble fucked my way through a story where he emailed a customer, <laughs> and uh, anyway, he called in like a good listener <laughs> uh, <laughs> and told the story in a much, much better way. Yeah, well, he told it in the way that it actually happened. Yes. <laughs> Hey, beautiful people. Brett number one. Uh, it looks like I'm a little behind on episodes. I've been kind of a busy bee lately. But yes, I do have a terrible story of miscommunication. <clears throat> Mainly because I'm just dumb. Uh, but I was supposed to be sending a forward to my assistant um, from an email from a customer and this gal uh, that I was working with my customer she was a pretty unpleasant person just in general so she was kind of on my nerves all the time anyway but she also had the terrible habit of writing in capital letters in all of her emails so it just seems like she was just rudely shouting everything she said to me 
So thinking I was forwarding an email from her to, uh, to my uh, assistant, um, I said, please see below and get Rudy writes in caps what she needs. <laughs> um, after having sent it, I realized that I replied to my customer <laughs> and immediately had a complete freak out. And um, I tried to retract the email and nothing worked. It went. And uh, so <laughs> a couple of things happened. Uh, one, uh, I created an entire backstory of why that happened uh, for the next time I saw her. And the backstory was this, that I had uh, just gone to a workshop, an email etiquette workshop. <laughs> and in this workshop, wow. they had cartoon characters to describe email etiquette. <laughs> and one of the characters, the cartoon characters, was named Rudy Writes in Caps. Uh, some of the other ones was uh, Edward exclamation mark and uh, Penny, Penny Pretty Punctuation. Anyway, I had a whole list of characters. So uh, the next time I saw her, when she was super offended, I was going to explain this and make it all go away. And I thought, God damn, that's a pretty good, that's a pretty good backstory. <laughs> well, it ended up actually having the opposite effect. Uh, her emails were completely better. She never wrote in caps again. And the next time I saw her, she was like a 180 degree completely different person. She was so sweet and so nice. And I was confused about it. But what I think ended up happening is I think she got a little dose of reality and kind of realized that, you know, maybe I'm not such a good person here. Um, anyway, it's not that great of a story, but it did happen. And uh, <laughs> it was kind of funny. I love you guys to the moon. Bye. You know, I my takeaway here, one, other than what I know, since I've known Brett for 28 years, um, is uh, it could have been worse. Mm -hmm. It could have been, like, imagine had he written something more than just, hey, take care of Rudy Wrights and Caps here. <laughs> what? Well, I guess what I'm saying is... Like had, a threat on her life? Had this been me, mm -hmm. I would have been shit-canned immediately because I, I would have written something pretty pretty terrible <laughs> also because you wouldn't have been able to come up with that awesome backstory right? no no well i also wouldn't have been smart enough to come up with the the cutesy rudy writes in caps i know i'm actually a little worried about how good the backstory was <laughs> and his ability to come up with that like i'm i'm a little scared the whole like all frankly. of the characters yeah i mean he hires he he hires an artist to do illustrations and like that's a whole thing yeah it's like too good <laughs> too you know good. what i mean he is uh his secondary job is actually training people on email and he because of this lie mm -hmm. started a whole training program based on these characters yeah perfect <laughs> Apparently, he's trying to convince this lady that uh, he works for a company that does daycare training to their employees uh -huh. in cartoons. Well, it is good that she had a realization and self-corrected rather than getting angry and lashing out. Uh, I think that is not expected. Definitely an unusual outcome in these kind of situations. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it looks like it's what she needed. A little... A little nudge to go in the right direction. A little nudge. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for clearing that up. I'm terrible at 
remembering things. So not quite as terrible as some people. Mm-hmm. They know who they are, but yeah, you know, terrible nonetheless. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we have one bit of follow up before we move on, and it involves Bill Cosby. Actor, comedian Bill Cosby, who has now spent his first full day behind bars after a sentencing for sexual assault. The man once known as America's TV dad is now an inmate. He's inmate, in fact, 7687. He'll spend at least three years at this new Pennsylvania maximum security prison in a small cell for now, in a cell block by himself. The comedian calling his wife this morning, telling her not to worry. His attorneys already working on his appeal. So it was not house arrest. He did not get off easy. Three to ten years in this maximum security prison in Pennsylvania. Um, justice has been served. Yeah, and for, I... For, for, you know, I think, like we talked about last time, I think some of the victims do feel vindicated by any conviction at, at all, mm-hmm. you know. Um, yes, Andre- Andrea Constand deserves a lot of praise because this process was very difficult for her. And in, Two trials. And in her statement, she talked about feeling the weight of having to continuously testify, continuously give statements and details and yeah. talk about this. Um, and Just all- reliving the trauma. Right, and the effect that it's had on her life. And I, I just want to commend her because... She is so courageous and brave. And this is, I mean, she did this not only for herself, but she did this for the other countless victims. I mean, 60 that we know about um, in terms of allegations, but there could be other people that just haven't come forward or or maybe died or whatever. yeah. Yeah. And so for all of those people, she stood and she endured that. And now he is getting a consequence and you should have seen his mugshot. You should go Google it because he is defeated. Yeah. He looks defeated and that is very good. Yeah. It, she is. She's for sure strong. I like that. She really took control too, because she was, she wrote an, a victim impact statement uh, for the sentencing hearing and said, I'm, I'm not going to read it in court. I'm I've done enough. So she just submitted the letter and I thought that was uh strong in and of itself mm-hmm. the refusal to read the letter is like i'm my work is done here mm-hmm. so and sentenced again three to ten years in prison uh where he will likely expire so uh again we would love to hear from you 657-464-7609 please tell us what you feel Help us move the conversation forward. You can also email your voice memos to idoubtit at dollamore.com. Support for I Doubt It with Dollamore comes from generous, engaged, intelligent, and good-looking listeners like you by way of Patreon. Your support on Patreon for as little as a dollar a month helps keep the show going and move the conversation forward one podcast at a time. If you would like to join the ever-growing family of supporters, please visit patreon.com slash I doubt it with Dollamore. Deborah. Deborah. Jacqueline. Jacqueline. Laura. Laura. Lee. Lee. And Carly. Carly. Not only that, though, we also have Samuel. Samuel. Who upped his pledge. That's a lot. That is a list. Can you believe it? Seriously, it's, it's... 
remarkable. Yeah, we love you guys. Thank you so much. Uh, just as a reminder, the AMA Ask Me Anything episode, which is almost two hours long, is on Patreon. So download that app. That's how you listen to it. Um, it's pretty easy. We or you ha- can just stream it from their website, but the app is super handy. Yeah, you can just press play on that post. Once again, if you become a Patreon supporter, you have access to that locked content, and so right now it is locked. But if you become a Patreon supporter, you have access to the Patreon-only posts. Yeah, it automatically is there for right. you. So, uh, the other thing, uh, listen, it is super early, and I feel a little dickish bringing up Christmas, but Want to get ahead of the holiday shopping. There's a lot of people out there who are organized, like Brittany Page. And if you're going to be doing your holiday shopping, Amazon.com. You go to dollamore.com slash Amazon, and uh, we get a little bit. They get a lot. (laughs) (laughs) And you get what you want. Mm -hmm. So we appreciate all of the help financially and the support we get from you guys both through listening and calling in and helping us move the conversation forward, but also through uh, a means by which we can keep the lights on. And that is through um, financial support. Unfortunately, it is necessary. (laughs) So we appreciate it very much, you guys. You are the best. This has been a a great week as far as an increase in the number of supporters. And it's just... uh, Again, feels it's douchey to say heartwarming, but it really it's it's awesome. Yeah, just one last thing, um, because we are moving closer into the holiday season. Uh, we do a special Thanksgiving episode every year, and I know it's you know a little ways away Thanksgiving, but we like to prep in advance. So we're gonna start doing a hard push come October for like the end of October, maybe, uh, maybe mid October. I don't know. Jesse's not giving me any facial expressions right now to guide me whatsoever. Um, to, Usually mid October is when we start. Okay, to get those submissions. But if you want to start listening to past episodes, maybe you're a new listener and you haven't heard those, or you're a recent listener and you haven't heard those. Um, you can go to dollmore.com and just search Thanksgiving and um, the the Thanksgiving episodes have that tag so they should come up and you can listen to those and kind of get a feel for what we do. We have listeners send us voice memos and just talk about what they're thankful for this year. Something that happened maybe that caused them to reflect and it's a really emotional, meaningful episode. We love doing them. So if you want to start thinking about what you might do for yours, we would really love that because we like to have a full thankfulness yeah, yeah. episode. And the episodes have gotten better and better and better since we st- we just we started doing it the very first year. Mm-hmm. This will be the fourth or fifth one, and it's a it's a good time. Yeah. All right. Democracy facing down pessimistic politics with realistic optimism. So, as noted before, Donald Trump went on a marathon, eighty-one minute press conference rant. I don't know how those reporters do it. <laughs> well, sometimes the camera would pan to them, and you can just see their faces. And of course, they they can't actively look like they're being disrespectful. They have to have some 
decorum and professionalism. Yeah, that is important. But but you can imagine, I mean, 81 minutes. And when the reporters do ask him questions, I mean, if you want to have a little game, <laughs> this might be a fun game for you when you're... Like um, a drinking game. Drinking. Well, I mean, somehow you can drink. I don't know. Let's figure it out. But... <laughs> Um, if you play the answers that he gives and then you try to guess what the question subject matter was, yeah, it's almost impossible to match it up because he just goes off in all these different directions. And sometimes it's hard to figure out what he's talking about and what he was even trying to respond to. It, it, it does take a certain level of assertiveness. Mm-hmm, for sure. And being on your toes as a reporter to 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 circle back around and say yeah hey 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 no 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 don't move on yet you didn't answer my question you actually didn't even let me ask my question especially and there's one in here where they're asking about sexual his sexual assault allegations mm-hmm. and he railroads her yeah and doesn't even let her ask the question it just starts rambling yeah there was one reporter in particular i believe she was the australian reporter and i think donald trump liked her a little bit Hannah thomas peters from uh from Sky News. Yeah, I think he was, um, he has a little crush going on. He did his little thing where he kind of, where are you from? Oh, I hope that you're, I hope they're treating you well. I hope you're getting something out of the deal. Well, Sky, yeah, Sky News just got purchased by mm-hmm. Comcast or something. Mm-hmm. And I, that's probably wrong, but uh, there was a little weird back and forth. Mm-hmm. A- anyway, let's start. Of course, the first question goes to John Roberts at Fox News. We have plenty of time. Mr. President, thank you very much. Uh, of course, what you're looking forward to tomorrow is the hearings with Judge Kavanaugh before yes. the Judiciary Committee. Yes. In 1991, when Joe Biden passed along to the Bush 41 White House the allegations that Anita Hill had raised against Clarence Thomas, the Bush White House asked the FBI to look into it as part of Judge Thomas's background investigation. Not a criminal investigation, but the right. background investigation. Right. When these allegations were raised, why didn't this White House do the same thing? And with all of the allegations that are coming out now about Judge Kavanaugh, was there an opportunity missed here to have investigators look into this and, and get some sort of clarity one way or the other? Well, the FBI told us they've investigated Judge Kavanaugh six times, five times, many times over the years. They know him very well. But here there was nothing to investigate from at least one standpoint. They didn't know the location. They didn't know the time. They didn't know the year. They didn't know anything. And it's like, where do you go? Also, it's not for the FBI. If you look at what Joe Biden said, he said they don't do this. And he said it very clearly. So I think when you really look at it all, it's not going to change any of the Democrats' minds. They're obstructionists. They're actually con artists because they know how quality this man is and they've destroyed a man's reputation and they want to destroy it even more. And I think people are going to see that in the midterms, what they've done to this family, what they've done to these children, these beautiful children of his and what they've done to his wife. And they know it's a big, fat con job. And they go into a room and I guarantee you they laugh like hell at what they pulled off on you and on the public. They laugh like hell. So it wouldn't have mattered if the FBI came back with the cleanest score, and you understand that very well, John, if they would have come back with the most perfect, we found everything, and he's perfectly 
innocent of everything, it wouldn't have made a difference. You wouldn't have gotten one vote. Now, we will get votes from the Democrats if we win. You'll have three, four, or five Democrats giving us votes because they're in states that I won by 30 and 40 points, and they're going to give us votes. But other than that, you probably won't get any, John. Yes, go ahead, please. Giving us votes. (laughs) Watching your face is a show in and of itself while we're listening to this. So how... A lot of shaking of the head. Yeah, well... Shaking of the fist. Arg. Mm -hmm. Well... (laughs) I just, I love my favorite part of this clip, and I knew as soon as I heard it that I wanted to talk about it on the show, because when he talks about the Democrats going into a back room Mm -hmm. and laughing about how they're pulling one over on the American people, really? Yeah, I know. Donald Trump, you're giving yourself away. We know that's what you do. Yeah. We know that's what your people do. We love the poorly educated. I mean, you're so stupid, you can't even hide that that's what you're doing. That's right. He's always projecting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Whether it be his fears and his insecurities or his own behavior. Mm -hmm. This is a con job. These are con artists. This is their playbook. Mm Mm-hmm. It's everything he was saying was just a commentary on his own administration. (laughs) Almost always. Yeah. (laughs) The other thing is you're going to hear con job and con artist a lot through this. Now he's calling um, the the Democrats con artists and con job, but he's also going to be calling the accusers con artists. And Mm -hmm. this is a con job. Yeah. It's, it's unhinged. Anyway, we move on. Let's go to Jonathan Carl. A lot of these questions, there were a lot about China and there were some others about North Korea. The ones that I'm dealing with here specifically are going to kind of, they're about Kavanaugh because they lead into what we're going to do tomorrow morning with um, 452. Mr. President, there are now three women accusing Judge Kavanaugh of sexual misconduct. Are you saying that all three of those women are liars? Is there anything that could be said at this yeah. point tomorrow? that could cause you to withdraw the nomination? Anything at all that... I won't get into that game. I only tell you this. This is one of the highest quality people that I've (laughs) ever met. And everybody that knows him says the same thing. And these are all false to me. These are false accusations in certain cases. In certain cases, even the media agrees with that. I can only say that what they've done to this man is incredible. You know, it's very interesting. I pick a lot of judges. I have 145 judges I will be picking by the end of a fairly short period of time because President Obama wasn't big on picking judges. When I got there, I said, how is this possible? I have 145, including Court of Appeals, judges. And they just didn't do it. You know why? They got tired. They got complacent. (laughs) Something happened. I have 145 judges. Everybody wants to be a federal judge, not just a Supreme Court judge. I'm talking about Court of Appeals. I'm talking about District District Court. Court. So many kinds of judges. I don't think they're going to want to so much. I'll be calling people. We'll have people calling people that do this. Believe me. And people are going to be scared because we could say it about you. 35 years ago, you met and you might know you might not know what's going on. What is going on? Why did they wait so long? Why did Senator Feinstein wait till the hearings were over 
and make this case. Why didn't she bring it right at the beginning when you ask about a snort as an example? Noise, the right? Mike. Why didn't they bring this right at the beginning during the hearing? You would have had all the time in the world for the FBI. It would have been fine. Now, the FBI, as you know, did investigate this time as they have five or six other times. And they did a very thorough investigation. But this is a big con job. And I would love to be in the room with the Democrats. Close the door. You guys are all away outside waiting. And Schumer and his buddies are all in there laughing. Again. How they fooled you all. Let's just stop them. A big fat con. Yeah, but, go but, ahead. But, Mr. President, if I could follow up, you, you have daughters. Can you understand why a victim of sexual assault would not report it at the time? Don't you understand? By the way, I only say this 36 years, no charge, no nothing. But, but that, everybody that, that happens often. I mean, people are going to have to make a decision. 36 years, there's no charge. All of a sudden, the hearings are over. And the rumors start coming out. And then you have uh, this other con artist, Abinadi, come out with another beauty today. I only say that you have to look at the facts. The senators are very capable people. They're very good people. I know many of them. They're friends of mine. These are very talented, very good people. They're friends and of they're mine. Gonna vote. They're going to have to believe what they believe. I can, when I look at what's happened to... The reputation of a great gentleman, a great intellect, a oh, brilliant man, somebody that has a chance to be one of our great Supreme Court justices in history, intellectually, I think it's a shame. Yes, please. So, again, just... A, Bad Mike, the sniffing. Yeah, the, a, lot of, <laughs> a lot of praise, which this is what Donald Trump um, typically does. Everyone that he knows is the greatest intellectual, is the smartest person. They're friends of his. The best gentleman. All, all of these compliments. But that can't be true, okay? Not everyone you know is the most intelligent person on Earth. So stop saying it because it's really starting to lose the effect that you think it's right, having. Right. We're not convinced. Right. In fact, we're starting to wonder why everyone is the most intelligent person that yeah, you know. Not everyone can be the most, <laughs> the best, yes. the greatest. Yes. There's only one greatest. Right. Only one, the best. Right. And Donald Trump is being a little evasive here because in his tweet, he did try to cause people to doubt the allegations based yeah. on the fact that she did not come forward immediately. And he refused to address that point from the reporter, which yeah. is, don't you understand why someone would be reluctant to come forward immediately? Especially a 15-year-old child. Right. He didn't answer that question. And... Obviously, Donald Trump is biased here because he has been accused yeah, by I almost think, 20 women. Yeah, I think like 16, somewhere around there. And so he has been accused. He is someone who we've heard on tape talking about grabbing pussies. Uh, we know that he bragged on Howard Stern about walking into teenage pageant changing rooms and that they just let him in. They don't ask questions. And he gets I to sneak a peek. I own the place so I can do what I want. Right. So we know he's a creep. We know that he is disgusting. And so it's he's in a difficult position here where he's the president. And he's on the world stage. And yeah. he has to like pretend like we don't know what we know about him. Which leads us perfectly to the next question from Jim Acosta from CNN. Who asks about why Donald Trump always 
takes the side against the accuser. Thank you very much. Uh, if you don't mind, uh, after I'm finished, if uh, Ouija or Hallie or, or Vivian or one of our female colleagues could go after me, that would be great. Um, Mr. President, just to follow up on these allegations against uh, Brett what, Kavanaugh. What does he mean by that? <laughs> what, what, is, what does uh, that mean? Be, I think it would be great if a, if a female What does it mean? Reporter, no, what does it mean? It would be great if a female reporter would ask you a question about the, this issue. Uh, so if you don't mind, I, I wouldn't I mind that at all. No, all wouldn't right. mind it at all. All right. Well, let me uh, if I wouldn't make any up. difference to me. All right. I loved this moment because yeah. it shows how petty Donald Trump is. Wait, what do you mean? He, what's, that, what's that mean? He what's can, that mean? He cannot let even the most minor of slights pass without acknowledging it, without commenting on it, without responding to it. Yeah. He is. I mean, if he were a regular dude on the Internet. And he got trolls. He would be someone who argues with a troll all day right. because he just like compulsively can't stop for his own yeah. good. You know what I mean? Well, we know he's petty because he's the president of the United Goddamn States and he blocks guys like me mm-hmm. on Twitter. Yeah. The president of the United States, the most powerful man on the goddamn planet. Yes. Is blocking nobody's like me on Twitter because he can't handle any. Oh, I can't believe he said that block. <laughs> I just thought we should do a poll to see what is cooler be, being blocked by Donald Trump on Twitter or being followed by President Obama. On Jim Twitter. Acosta continues. <laughs> Go ahead. If I could follow up on uh, John and, and John's question, why is it, Mr. President, that you always seem to side? with the accused and not the accuser. You have three women here who are all making allegations, who are all asking that their stories be heard. And, you know, if you look at the case of Roy Moore, if you look at the case of uh, one of your staffers, uh, you seem to time and again side with the accused and not the accuser. Is that because of the many many allegations that you've had uh, made against you over the years? Well, first of all, I wasn't happy with Roy Moore. Let's get that straight. But Roy Moore was a Republican candidate, and I would have rather had a Republican candidate win. Uh, I was very happy with Luther Strange, who was a terrific man from Alabama, but Luther Strange had a lot of things going against him. Uh, As far as uh, women, whether it's a man or a woman, these are, you know, it can happen the other way. Allegations can go the other way also. You understand that. And whether it was a man or a woman, uh, 30 years ago, 36 years ago, in fact, they don't even know how many years ago because nobody knows what the time is. That's a long time. And I could pick as an example. Hopefully, I won't have to do it as a replacement because hopefully this is going to go very well on Thursday. It's going to go very well on Monday or Saturday or Sunday or whenever they vote. But I could pick a woman. And she could have charges made from many years ago also. But don't you understand, and I sir, would that look at the these, character. Uh, no, what I have to do are reluctant to come forward. You've raised doubts about these accusers. Many of them. I don't think people are reluctant to come forward. They're going to have a chance to speak at a ma- they have a major you're, you're chance. To speak. Excuse me. Excuse me. They have a major chance to speak. And it will be tomorrow, I assume. We've delayed this, meaning the Republican senators, not me. The Republican senators have delayed this for weeks now. They're giving the women a major chance to speak. Now, it's possible I'll hear that and I'll say, hey, I'm changing my mind. That is possible. 
We want to give them a chance to speak. You think all three and they're given. All three should have the chance. To well, speak. whoever is given a chance, we've delayed it a long time, but they're going to have a big shot at speaking and making their case. And you know what? I could be persuaded also. Okay. Yeah. Right. You think that works, by the way? Does that ever work when he does that thing where he says, you understand that you understand better than anyone? Does, does that ever work? Like the person, the person's like, oh, oh, I, I do understand. Oh, my God. Yeah, I'm being convinced because I'm being told I understand what he's saying. Well, that's like a salesman tactic, yes. right? Yeah, I think so. Like if you're selling someone a car or you're selling someone a suit, it's kind of like to make them question themselves and say, oh, shit, I uh, yeah, I do know that. Like almost trying to exploit that vulnerability of not knowing and not having the knowledge, Unsurety. not having yeah, the yeah, answers, yeah. right? Yeah, it seems to me like in a transactional type of uh, a short sale situation, like a car or like you said, a suit or something like that. Maybe that would work, but it, that's not high level sales ability shit where you're trying to do, use. It's like people who say. Well, to be honest or honestly, mm-hmm. that kind of shit drives me crazy in salesmen. And it's the same, this kind of shit too. Maybe it's just a a personal thing that, mm-hmm. that bothers me, but that gets on my fucking nerves. Well, I think it makes sense that Donald Trump wouldn't have evolved out of, yeah, of just base level sales yeah. tactics. He's a, he's a slimy, skeevy, skis, mm-hmm. who's, you know, skeezy. And slimy. Skeevy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, the, the other thing is, it bums me out. Look, look, I, I'm listening to him interact with people. Listening uh, to Trump, interact yeah, with it, people. it really does bother me because it's he, you use the phrase all the time. He's been rewarded. Mm-hmm. It, I felt the same way voting for Hillary Clinton that I didn't want to reward her with the presidency because I didn't think she was worthy of it. Mm-hmm. Obviously, she's between the two. It's Hillary Clinton, but. Mm-hmm. Um, it really bugs me that he's the president, that mm-hmm. he's that he has been through our our weird undemocratic system that we have where someone can have millions more votes and then lose. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I, I just maybe maybe it's in me that that it he, the, the threat of an ass beating has been completely removed from his life. <laughs> because he has Secret Service protection. Because the guy needs a rap on the head. Well, there's no way to get to him anyway. I mean, the when he was speaking before the UN General Assembly and yeah. the laughter that <laughs> happened when he talked about how much has been accomplished by his administration in two short years. Yeah. And they laughed. They it laughed. Was awesome. And the look on his face was dejection. And he said, I didn't expect that, but okay. Yeah. Right? Trying yeah. to roll with it. But you could tell in that moment that he was shaken. Because the world... he Again, projection. He always says, the world is laughing at us. The world is laughing at us. And in that moment, the world was literally laughing at him to his face. Right. And how did they explain it away? Well, they were laughing with him. Oh, I meant for that to happen. Nikki Haley thinks that they just laughed because he was he's so honest. They like how honest he is. You know how you laugh when people are super honest? Oh, yeah. yeah. Hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look at you and your truths. <laughs> Honestly, what is wrong with these people? They're soulless. <laughs> Man. Yikes. <laughs> you, know? you just almost flew off the handle. All yeah. right. <laughs> 
You're going to need to relax. You, you, how do you know what the next word was going to be? How do you know? I just know? assume it wasn't great, given the pause, okay? Anyway, the next, actually the next several questions were geared toward women because, you know, when Donald Trump corrects, he overcorrects. And uh, here they go. Thank you, Mr. President. And a couple of questions for you to follow up on some answers that I didn't quite hear from you, if you would allow me a couple of questions. First of all, do you think these women, all three of them, are liars? Yes or no? Have they been what? Are they liars? I can't tell you I have to watch tomorrow. I have to read. I just heard about one a little while ago. I can tell you her lawyer is a lowlife, okay? So I can't tell you whether or not they're liars until I hear them. I don't know what happened today because I've been very busy with Japan, with South Korea, with China, and about seven other countries, as you know. And I chaired the Security Council. So I don't know about today's person that came forward. I do know about the lawyer. And and you don't get much worse bad reputation to take a look at his past. So as far as the other women are concerned, I'm going to... Again, projecting. Bad reputation, take a look at his past. Like he, like Donald Trump has some sterling reputation. And his past isn't emblematic of terrible behavior. Mm-hmm. Ugh. See what happens tomorrow. I'm going to be watching. You know, believe it or not, I'm going to see what's said. Believe it so or it's not, possible you constantly that watch they TV. Will be convincing. Now, with all of that being said... Judge Brett Kavanaugh has been, for many years, one of the most respected people in Washington. He's been on, I guess you'd call it, the second highest court. And every single person knows him. A lot of people know him well. And those people don't believe what's going on. I can always be convinced. I have to hear it. It sounds like what you're saying is there is a situation, there is a scenario under which you would withdraw Brett Kavanaugh's nomination is that correct if i thought he was about if i thought him? he was guilty of something like this yeah sure and you will wait until tomorrow to make up your i want to watch it. i want to see i hope i can watch i'm meeting with a lot of countries tomorrow but i will certainly in some form be able to watch and i'll also rely on some very fair and talented republican senators who look if we brought george washington here and we said, we have George Washington, the Democrats would vote against him, just so you understand. And he may have had a bad past, who knows, you know. <laughs> he may have had some, I think, accusations made. Didn't he have a couple of things in his past? George Washington would be voted against 100% by Schumer and the con artists. I mean, 100%, 100%. So it really doesn't matter from their standpoint. That's why when John asked about the FBI, If the FBI did the most thorough investigation in the history of the FBI and they found him to be 100 percent perfect, he would lose every single vote. Now, if the Republicans win tomorrow, I think you're going to get some votes. By the way, that's complete and utter bullshit because Gorsuch was approved with the support of some Democrats. This is different. The Kavanaugh thing is different. It just is. Anyway, uh, we're going to have to scoot along here. This, uh, I'm going to end this clip, and then we will uh, move on to the next question. Thank you very much, Thank Mr. You. President. Um, when the allegations first surfaced, you initially said how important it was for Dr. Ford to testify and that you wanted to hear from her. I do. But I wish it could have gone quicker. Well, you also said that if 
what she said were as bad as she claims, surely her or her parents would have reported it. And just today you said you would Well, have there is a truth. I mean, there was a chance that her parents could have reported it 36 years ago. So, so my question is... It doesn't mean they had to report it because in some instances people keep it quiet. It's a very tough situation for a woman. There's no question about it. And in some cases they do report it. Frankly, had they reported it, it would have been pretty amazing, wouldn't it? But I guess they didn't, and that's okay. I'm not saying they had to report it, because it's a very personal thing. It's a very big problem. But There's no question about it. what he's saying. Do you want to hear her story before? I'd like to hear her story, yeah. Well, we're giving her time. you made up your mind? They would have given her time last week. This is the United States Senate. This is the most important position that a president can give out, I think we can say by far. I've actually heard it's the most important decision a president can make. I disagree with that. War and peace. I always say war and peace. And after that, Supreme Court justice. (laughs) I always say, you know, whenever you hear Donald Trump talking, (laughs) you always hear him say war and peace. That's my most important decision. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then the Supreme Court. I'm always saying that. You guys have heard me, right? Yeah, yeah. He certainly acts like those are his priorities, Uh, right? right? Uh, I look forward to hearing from her. We could have heard from her last week. We could have heard from her for a long time. Uh, It'll be interesting to hear what she has to say. Okay. Let me follow up on Jim's question. Mr. President, let me follow up on Jim's question that I don't think we got an answer to. Which one? Um, Which question? How have your personal experiences being accused by more than a dozen I've been accused. I've been accused. False accusations. Right. Excuse How me. Have those- I've been accused. This is the one where he doesn't let her ask the question. Mm-hmm. He tries to railroad her. And then finally, at the end, she does come back around and say, hey, 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 Dick, you didn't let me ask my question. It's because he's desperate to control the narrative. Yeah, right now. especially around this mm-hmm. and the, his own personal accusations. And I was accused by, I believe it was four women. You can check with uh, Sean Hannity. You can check with Fox because they covered it very strongly. Uh, Who got paid? Excuse me. Excuse me. I was accused by four or five women who got paid a lot of money to make up stories about me. We caught them and the mainstream media refused to put it on television. They refused to even write about it. There were four women and maybe more. I think the number is four or five. But one had a mortgage paid off her house, $52,000. Another one had other things happen. And the one that reported it, I believe, was offered $750,000 to say bad things about me. And she is the one that reported it. This woman is incredible. She reported it instead of taking the money. So I've had numerous accusations about me. They, I mean, they made false statements about me, knowing they were false. I never met them. I never met these people. And what did they do? What did they do? They took money in order to say bad things. I've had stories written in the New York Times front page about four women, the whole top center front page of the New York Times. I think it was four big pictures. I said, wow, that's a big thing. What's that? These were women that were quoted saying bad things about me. Not the worst things about me, but bad things. And I said, gee, that's too bad. I knew him a long time ago, 15 years ago, 20 years ago. I said, that's too bad. I'm surprised at them. And then all of a sudden, I see him on television. Nothing to do with me. 
the next day or day later, they were incensed. They said, Donald Trump is a nice guy. We never said this. The New York Times did false reporting. They're fake news. And you know what? The New York Times would not report that their story was fake. These women said great things. Not only did they not say the bad stuff, they said great things about me. Front page. And those women, they're incredible women. They went on television, and they didn't want to, and I didn't ask them. And they said, the New York Times made it up. They gave false quotes. And they went on a lot of shows. They were really incensed, and they couldn't believe it. That's why people know that a lot of the news is fake, and a lot of the people sitting here are fake. But 20% of them are wonderful, okay? If I could just actually ask ahead, my please. question, Mr. Trump. I, you didn't let me ask my question. Well, you've you've my been question asking was, a question for 10 no, minutes. Please sit question. down. Please, I'm go ahead. You, how go ahead. did those impact your opinions on the allegations against Well, it does George impact George my opinion. Trump. You know why? Because I've had a lot of false charges made against me. I'm a very famous person, unfortunately. I've been uh. a famous person for a long time. But I've had a lot of false charges made against me, really false charges. I know friends that have had false charges. People want fame. They want money. They want whatever. So when I see it, I I view it differently than somebody sitting home watching television where they say, oh, Judge Kavanaugh, this or that. It's happened to me many times. I've had many false charges. I had a woman sitting in an airplane and I attacked her while people were coming onto the plane. And I have a number one bestseller out. I mean, it was a total phony story. Uh, so relevant. It's so, so relevant. When you say, does it affect me in terms of my thinking with respect to Judge Kavanaugh? Absolutely, because I've had it many times. And if the news would have reported these four people, I couldn't believe it. When I heard that they caught these four people, I said, wow, that's a big story. And it was for Fox. Okay. So every, I, I want to get to the fact-checking of the the bloviating turds um, rant there yeah, because please. because there's no evidence for anything that he just said. We'll get into that in a second because I want to address the error that people keep making. So everyone's talking about now everyone has to worry about their sons. Yeah. Anyone can say anything and everyone will believe it. Um, so we're all rational thinkers, right? <laughs> um, we yeah. try to be. So what is statistically more likely a false allegation of sexual assault being made or someone being sexually assaulted. I think clearly we, and we know this to be fact that accusations, false accusations are very rare. Yes. Sexual assault, very common. It is quite common and it is also underreported. And uh, many people are fearful of coming forward in part because they don't trust law enforcement. Right. So because of the bad press that we see every fucking day. Right. So this rising narrative of fear of false allegations is like being afraid of flying on a plane when you drive a car every day. It presumes that Christine Ford is a liar, that Mm -hmm. it's a false allegation. Yes, it's also ratcheting up fear over something that is highly improbable. Yeah. Because it is... Look what's happening to Christine Ford. Is she having an enjoyable time? No. No, this is not an enjoyable time for her. She's had to relocate twice. Her family has been uh, threatened. Her life has been upended. She had to hire a security detail. Right. So there's a lot going into this. Is she doing this because she just like 
loves to have her life ruined? Yeah. Hmm. That doesn't make a lot of sense. Unbelievable. Okay, anyway, let's get to the evidence. I mean, the lack of evidence for this. So there's no evidence of payments to the women that have come forward publicly with claims that Trump has physically touched them inappropriately in some way. Um, Trump, we think, okay, according to different fact checkers in the news, they think that what he was talking about here is Gloria Allred, a woman's rights lawyer, right? Mm-hmm. Raising money to fund the lawsuit for Summer Zer- Zervos. Yeah. Who says Trump sexually assaulted her and she filed a defamation lawsuit against him. Lawsuits are expensive things. Right. Gloria Allred has been raising money for her legal expenses because she can't afford to pay them. Yeah. So she's been helping her raise money for that, for her legal expenses. Yeah. For the case. Okay. Uh, not to make up lies about Donald Trump. Um, and then you have Allred's daughter, the lawyer Lisa Bloom, mm-hmm. who started a GoFundMe account for her client, Jill Harth, uh, which has only raised $2,317 of the $10,000 goal. And this was to pay off her mortgage in her apartment um, in Queens. So that again is not in exchange for her making up a story about Trump. Like there's no evidence for this. Um, There is evidence though, right? That Donald Trump authorized payments to Stormy Daniels and Karen McDougal to prevent them from telling their stories about their affairs with Donald Trump. So he's saying that women were paid to make up stories. He paid women to not tell their stories uh, there's evidence for one of those stories and not the other. Again, nothing he says can be trusted. The veracity of statements have his statements always have to be checked because he so freely lies and bold, insane lies that can just be easily fact-checked. This is the one that was nodding with every nice thing I said. So watch this question. It's a habit of mine. Hannah Thomas-Peter from Sky News. You're with who? Hannah Thomas-Peter from Sky News. Okay, good. Sky News. Thank you, Mr. President. Congratulations on the purchase. (laughs) I know about to do with me. I hope you benefited. (laughs) Go ahead. Are you at all concerned at the message that has been being sent to the women who are watching this when you use language like con job in relation oh, to I, allegations I've used of much worse assault. language in my life than con job. That's like probably the nicest phrase I've ever used. I mean, con job. It is. It's a con job. You know, confidence. It's a confidence job, but they show. It's a con job by the Democrats. They know it. What about the message that's being They sent did the same thing with the Russia investigation. They, con- they tried to convince people that I had something to do with Russia. There was no collusion. Think of it. I'm in Wisconsin. I'm in Michigan. I say, gee, we're not doing well. I won both those states. We're not doing well. Uh, Let me call the Russians to help. Does anybody really believe that? It's a con job. And I watch these guys, little Adam Schiff and all of the guys. He takes a call from a Russian who turned out to be a faker. You know, he was a comedian or something. This is so-and-so calling for... He took the call. Why is he taking a call from a Russian? Senator Warner took a call from a Russian. He was a comedian or something, but he said, we have pictures of President Trump. Whoa, where can I get him? If we ever did that, it would be like a big deal. Yeah, it's a con job. 
And it's not a bad term. It's not a bad term at all. Are you worried? I'll tell you one thing I can say. I've had a lot of people talking about this to me with respect to what's happening. Because it's a horrible precedent. I'm going to have to get other judges and other Supreme Court judges, possibly. I could have a lot of Supreme Court judges, more than two. And when I called up Brett Kavanaugh, spoke to him and his family, and told them that I chose them, they were so happy and so honored. It was as though, I mean, the biggest thing that's ever happened. And I understand that. U.S. Supreme Court. I don't want to be in a position where people say, no thanks, no thanks, I don't want to, you know, I, I spoke to somebody 38 years ago and it may not be good. We have a country to run. We want the best talent in the world. But I'll tell you this, the people that have complained to me about it the most, about what's happening, are women. Women are very angry. You know, I got 52% with women. Everyone said this couldn't happen, 52%. Women are so angry. And I frankly think that, I think they like what the Republicans are doing, but I think they would have liked to have seen it go a lot faster. But give them their day in court. Let her have her day in court. Let somebody else have a day in court. But the ones that I find, I mean, I have men that don't like it, but I have women that are incensed at what's going on. I've always said women are smarter than men. I've said that a lot, and I mean it. But women, women are incensed at what's going on. Yes, go ahead. Goddamn, he is a fucking dipshit. Well, for one, that's a lie. He didn't get 52% of women. He got 52% of white women, which leads, makes you wonder... Does he not qualify or consider women of color to be legitimate voters? Well, given the fact that he continues to repeat this line, this isn't the first time he said that. It's not a mistake. He continues to yes. use this number and continues to say that it was all women. When, in fact, if you're looking at overall women, he only got 41 percent of the That's woman's right. vote and he lost among all non-white women. So are Again, are they not women? That's are, right. are they not included in your tally of he women? Is a liar, an un, unbelievable liar. I mean, it's it, lying with nuance is one thing where you have a little bit of plausible deniability. He doesn't even do that. Mm -hmm. it, it's just it debases the presidency. Right. And since taking office, his approval ratings among women have continued to decline. So he's talking about women being angry, but he's also refusing to acknowledge his role in that while trying to act like he won with women. Yeah. And the women are angry, but he's like, you know, open to hearing about that, but they still support him. And he loves women. They're so smart. He says that a lot. So Ugh. everything's good, guys. <laughs> everything's good. All right. A couple of more. I don't care. New York Times. Come on. New York Times. The failing New York Times. Stand up. Go ahead. No, I'm talking about the Times is failing. You are far from failing. Go okay, ahead. but you're not. You were pointing to me. So you met me. The but Times I, is very interesting, though. The Times. Um, I think they're going to endorse me. Yeah. I think that ABC. I think. Well, Fox. I like Fox. I really do. 
But I think ABC, CBS, NBC, The Times, Washington, they're all going to endorse me because if they don't, they're going out of business. Can you imagine if you didn't have me? Go ahead. What would you like to say? Just to be sure. I know you were pointing to me, but I work for PBS News. I know that. No, I know that. Okay. Okay. I know. so I want to ask you, yesterday you were talking about your administration's accomplishments at the United Nations, and a lot of the leaders laughed. Why do you think they were well, laughing? Well, that's fake news. And what was that experience yeah, like? It's fake news. And it was covered that way. Okay. So I said that since my election, our economy has become the hottest in the world. Tax reductions, regulations, uh, confidence levels are the highest uh, in 18 years, really soon to be historic. Unemployment is the lowest in the history of our country, you look at black unemployment, you look at Asian unemployment, you look at uh, women 65 years. The unemployment numbers are among the best we've ever had, ever. The numbers of new companies pouring into our country, which nobody thought was possible. And I said this, and I was in front of a large group of highly professional people, most of whom are from either other countries or the United Nations. People that aren't big into clapping, applauding, smiling. And I heard a little rustle. As I said, our country is now stronger than ever before. It's true. I mean, it is true. And I heard a little rustle. And I said, it's true. And I heard smiles. And and I said, oh, I didn't know there'd be that guy. They weren't laughing at me. They were laughing with me. We had fun. That was not laughing at me. So the fake news said people laughed at President Trump. They didn't laugh at me. People had a good time with me. We were doing it together. We had a good time. They respect what I've done. The United (laughs) States is respected again. The United States was not respected. Everybody was taking advantage of us. And then he goes on off the rails about Uh, how under Obama we were laughed at. Again, I don't want to be a body language expert, but if you listen to the voice change, the tone of voice that he starts using at, at the tail end of that answer. Yeah. The United States respects us again. <laughs> He's like talking in a very, it's like higher. Yeah. You know, he doesn't believe that. He's right then. He's not only trying to convince the press. He's trying to massage his own ego because he knows the truth, but he yeah. can't he can't let it out. He can't feel that because it's too j- damaging to his psyche. Well, this is another instance where he tells us to not believe our own eyes and ears. There is video and audio evidence of what went down at the UN, and the world was laughing at him. There are clips of him talking about the Ger- about Germany and their the petroleum deal with Russia, and they show the German delegation, <laughs> and they are fucking laughing at him. Mm-hmm. One guy looks over and says, "Ah, Shiza," mm-hmm. talking about what shit Donald Trump is talking. And Donald Trump thinks he was doing a stand-up set. (laughs) Oh, we were having a good time. Yeah, because, you know, everyone comes to the UN General Assembly to have a good time. They're all looking forward to the fun little party time they're going to (laughs) have with the stand-up comedian president from the United States. So after he rants and raves a little bit about the Obama administration and how uh, the world didn't respect us, she she tries to get a follow-up in. That doesn't work. How about two more and we'll Wait, Mr. Mr. President, really quickly. And Mr. President, you said you feel a kinship. You, feel, you said you feel a kinship with Brett Kavanaugh. And you, 
Mr. President, really quickly, you said you felt a kinship with Brett Kavanaugh. You said that you also, it, your, the, your false allegations that you feel like were made against you make you feel like you don't want to believe these women. What message oh, do you no, I didn't say that. Why do you say so that? Please Fake news. Why, please did I say that? Well, can you please explain then Excuse what you're me. talking about in your and By the way, I think you do a very good job, but I didn't say that. I do watch you, and I think you do a very good job, but I didn't say so that. So could you explain I what said, exactly, I look forward to watching her. I do want to hear what she says. And maybe she'll say, I could be convinced of anything. Maybe she'll say something. But in the meantime, I have to tell you, he's one of the highest quality human beings. He's a tremendous man. He's a tremendous genius. He's a great intellect. He was, I believe, number one at Yale. Is that a correct statement? Number so one in his class at Yale. He was a great student in law. He was, you know, I've heard his name. I didn't know him. Didn't know him until this whole thing. I didn't know him. But I heard his name for 10 years. And you know how I heard his name? Everybody was saying he should be on the Supreme Court. I said, who is he? His name is Brett Kavanaugh. And he should be. He's the most brilliant person. He's the most brilliant lawyer. They were talking about him on the Supreme Court 10 years ago. With all of that, I want to hear what she has to say. But you said that okay? you don't feel. But you said that you feel like oh, there have been numerous false allegations against you, and that. Oh, I've had that, many you, false. You understand what he? Means, I've had many through. false statements against me, and if the press would have reported, I would have been very happy. I think John Roberts would tell you and, that you covered the story where the women were paid to say bad things about me. Uh, Sean Hannity covered it. I will tell you, when I saw that on Sean Hannity, I actually called him. Believe it or not, I don't speak to him very much. Yeah, goddamn. I called him. I said, this is the biggest Shadow story. Shadow chief this of staff. a big, big story. He agreed with me. The next day I picked up the papers. There wasn't one word about it. The next day I watched ABC News, John. I watched NBC. I watched CBS. I didn't watch CNN, but next time I'm going to. And are you okay with I watched everything. There wasn't one story other than Fox. And it's a big story. It's a shame. Okay, enough. Thank okay you, Doug. Thank you. Thank Times? you. Is it okay if I give it to the New York Times, Mr. Go ahead. President? That's enough, please. He almost called her darling. Mm. Um, that's not a selling point that Sean Hannity covered it. Sean Hannity had to be uh, rebuffed by his own network for, for reporting multiple times about the Seth Rich conspiracy theory. Mm-hmm terrorizing the surviving family of Seth Rich. He's not a credible source. I mean, preaching to the choir here, but come on. Anyway, it ends with uh, a question, kind of juxtaposition of, you know, that it was asked earlier about what message does this send to women? And the final question is, you know, what message does this send to young men? Go ahead, let's go. Fast. Sure. I was like, always like to finish with a good one. Elton John said, when you hit that last tune and it's good, don't go back. Well, let me ask I've you. I've seen. Have you ever seen? They do great. They're great. They hit the last tune. Everyone goes crazy. Then they go back for an encore, right? Oh, and they don't hit it. And they leave. Everyone leaves. They said, that wasn't a very good concert, was it? Let's go. Well, I'll ask you one, one final you, question. Don't ahead, make me wrong. Go ahead. Ahead of tomorrow's hearing. Because you were asked earlier in the news conference by say my it again, friend, say it again. about the hearing tomorrow. You yes. were asked earlier in the news conference by my friend from Sky News about the message that you are sending to yes. the, the women of the country. Right. What about the message that you may be sending to young men? You're a father. What does this moment that we're in, the cultural moment, 
It's a very big cultural moment. Right. So what, what messages uh, it's do you a have very for big, the young men also, of America? You're right. I, I think it's a great question. This is a very big moment for our country. Because you have a man who's very outstanding, but he's got very strong charges against him. Probably charges that nobody's going to be able to be to prove. So I could have you chosen for a position. I could have you or you or you anybody. And somebody could say things, and it's happened to me many times, where false statements are made. And honestly, nobody knows who to believe. I could pick another Supreme Court judge, justice. I could pick another one, another one, another one. This could go on forever. Somebody could come and say, 30 years ago, 25 years ago, 10 years ago, 5 years ago, he did a horrible thing to me. He did this, he did that, he did that. And honestly, it's a very dangerous period in our country. And it's being perpetrated by some very evil people. Some of them are Democrats, I must say, because some of them know that this is just a game that they're playing. It's a con game. It's at the highest level. We're talking about the United States Supreme Court. This can go on forever. I can pick five other people. At a certain point, people are going to say, no, thank you. This is the most coveted job probably in the world. And you know what? I would honestly say, because I interviewed great people for this job. He's great. But I interviewed other great people for this job. I could conceivably imagine going to one of them and saying, it's too bad. What happened to this wonderful man? But I'm going to choose you, number two. I want you to go. And I could conceivably be turned down by somebody that desperately wanted this job two months ago. So with, with this, respect, is, this is, and this is beyond Supreme Court. Right. There's nothing beyond Supreme Court. This is beyond Supreme Court. This is everything to do with our country. When you are guilty until proven innocent... It's just not supposed to be that way. Always I heard, you're innocent until proven guilty. I've heard this for so long, and it's such a beautiful phrase. In this case, you're guilty until proven innocent. I think that is a very, very dangerous standard for our country. With that being said, I look forward to what she has to say. I also look very forward to what Judge Kavanaugh has to say, I think it's going to be a very, very important day in the history of our country. And I want to thank you all. Sir, we'll do it again. Message to young thank men, you. sir. Thank you, young men, young thank you very men, much. Nothing to say, sir. Please, ladies and gentlemen, of course, remain seated as our delegation. Of course, departs. he didn't answer the question. He came nowhere near answering the question. What message does it send to young men? He rambled and rambled. I could pick all these different people. It's the same thing. Con job, con artist. Because he doesn't care what message. And the scary thing is, there's a particular percentage of, of, of Americans who listen to him speak and think, oh, what a noble man. He really is telling the truth here. That's, that's a little freakish. But this is what always happens. Donald Trump doesn't answer the question. You can't pin him down when you try to. He yells, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. But again, 
it's important to see what we have in this president. Yeah. Someone who is not accountable to the people. Someone who will not take questions from the press. Someone who has gone hundreds of days without a press conference. And we have one and we get no answers from him. Yeah. We just get to see um, the further decline in our democracy. So... Uh, keep this in mind as the midterms approach and make sure that you yeah, hope, hopefully yeah. this renews your sense of patriotism and your desire to um, interrogate your friends about who they're voting and whether they're voting. Um, make sure that you encourage them to register to vote and let's really make this happen. Well, listen, it's one thing to get a little depressed about this, to get down about the fact that this is the guy. But you can't let it stop there. You need to let that fuel the fire and motivate you to make a goddamn difference. And that's how we do it is through voting. It's just as simple as that. It's as simple as that. Listen, it, it, the, the, the phrase that elections have consequences is never been as true and in your face as it is right now. This is the consequence of the election, but we have a chance to reverse it, and it is vitally important that we do that. Um, we we had uh, a taking care of biz. Um, we're gonna have to push it till next time. Listen, we would love to hear from you about this. What do you think? What are your thoughts? Help us move the conversation forward. Six five seven four six four seventy six zero nine. Email voice memos from your smartphone to I doubt it at dollamore.com. A really quick note, because I'm getting ready to send out a Patreon email. If you are in the tier that gets the invitation to the monthly Google or now Zoom hangout, um, we we know that this weekend, because it's the last weekend of September, would typically be the weekend that we're doing one. But we didn't send out a message for it, so hopefully you're not expecting it. Um, we had a really busy month with a really hectic schedule, um, and we're going to do a double October hangout like we've done in the past when we've had busy months. So the September hangouts will be scheduled for Friday, October 5th, 8 p.m. Pacific time, and Saturday, October 6th, 11 a.m. Pacific time. And then the October hangouts will be at the normal end-of-the-month weekend, Friday, October 25th at 8 p.m. Pacific. Yes. And Saturday, October 26th at 11 a.m. Pacific. So we really appreciate you guys. Thank you for hanging in there with our hectic schedules. And, uh, yeah. It also gives you an extra week um, to come on board. Join the Patreon family and get uh, in to be a part of that. Yeah. So those are a good time. Mm -hmm. We we always have a good time with the calls. So we're going to leave you there. Thank you for joining us now, today, and as often as you do. We appreciate your time, your contribution to the show. We'll see you next time. For Brittany Page, I'm Jesse Dollimore, and this has been I Doubt It.